Words of the Wolves. And I'm Samara, and we're here today to come to you guys from Oneida Middle School. So today we are going to talk about the different issues and what they are in the real world and how they affect people. The issues we're going to be talking about are... White privilege, discrimination, trauma... Acceptance, identity, and poverty. One of the main things we're going to be talking about is... Identity and how it impacts all the other topic issues. We read lots of books throughout the school year, and they all have something in common. They have at least one of the topic issues we chose... Once we did that, we started thinking. We started to build our thinking. <laughs> we filled out a chart to push our thinking, and eventually got the big idea. Big idea. <laughs> identity. In my books, identity is one of the biggest things. In real life, some things happen too. Identity to me is not how you look; it's how you are on the inside, and not necessarily what goes on in your life, but kinda. Tilda, what do you think when it comes to identity? Well, when it comes to identity. I feel like in my books, there are lots of issues and important topics that we see in the world, but they all connect to identity, or they all lead to identity. When it comes to identity, not only do I think about identity itself, but I think about all the things that can cause identity to change, or how identity impacts other things in your life. That's so good. (laughs) Well, (laughs) in my book, Alone and All Together, people were targeted for their religion, Their religion is part of their identity, and I feel as though it's not fair. Just because a big event happened, the big event in my stories is 9-11, it doesn't matter you you should target people based on how they look or how they talk or anything, because everyone has a different identity. It's hard for them at home because maybe their parents are divorced or something else they are scared from. At school, they may be made fun of. This is all part of their identity, if you know it or not, you know? How do you feel about this issue or thing? Well, how I feel about it is I feel like not only can identity impact one person, but I feel like it can impact other people. Like, for example, if someone's identity impacts them, it won't just impact them, but the people around them and the people who care about them. Their friends, their family. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about white privilege. White privilege is when white, basically when white people have an advantage, and some people don't acknowledge it. In a Take Two Steps Forward video, it shows how much white people have an advantage. If you want to check it out, you can check. You can just search up Take Two Steps Forward video, and it might pop up. Now I'm going to read some advantages white people may have. They can be sure to go shopping alone most of the time, pretty well assured that they will not be followed or harassed. They can turn on the television or open to the front page of a paper and see people of their race widely represented. Whether they use checks, credit cards, or cash, they can count on the color of their skin color not to work against the appearance of the financial ability. They can be pretty sure that their neighbors in such a location will be neutral or pleasant to them. And they can be sure that their children will be given a curricular materials that testify the existence of their race. So this also goes a lot with racial profiling and systematic racism. In the book Blended, Isabella and her older stepbrother are racially profiled when they're driving to go get ice cream. Then then go to Isabella's recital. The cops pulled them over and automatically suspected that it was Isabella and her brother who were the ones who stole 
or committed the crime because they were black. What do you think about this, Meryl? Well, I think it's just really unfair, and also it's just like, why are you picking on them? And there's other people who could have stolen, and not just them, just because of their skin color. You're right, and they didn't even get like a chance to say why it wasn't them. They weren't even like near where they where they could have quote unquote where they quote unquote stole from. And it's just why are you doing that to them? You're right. Also, there is a video um, that kind of says a lot about um, white privilege and kind of explains it if you guys also want to go check it out. And it's called White Privilege Systematic Racism Explained, CBC Kids News. And I feel like it talks really well about what white privilege is, and I feel like it talks some about systematic racism or yeah, and it being racially profiled. And also, it's really informational. Yeah. You can guys go check that out. So I'm going to be talking about acceptance. Mm -hmm. Acceptance affects identity because they could be made fun of or targeted, and they didn't. Then they don't accept themselves. Like in my story, nine ten, one character named Nahid was a Muslim, and because the terrorists on nine eleven were Muslims and Arabics, so when it was next year, many many people went down to New York City to look at where the towers used to be. This was what. There was this one man, and he said something like this. This is all your fault. I don't remember the exact thing, but it still wasn't fair to Nahid or her family or anyone else. She got embarrassed and scared. People thought just because of their religion, they are terrorists. Matilda, what is your opinion on this? Do you think it's fair or no? I don't think it's fair because um, in, my, in one of my stories, A Good Kind of Trouble, the main character, Shayla, faces a problem. She is proud of being black, but a little too shy to wear a thing that represents it or shows it. As the story goes on, Shayla de develops more of a confidence with her race. Finally, she asks her older sister, Hannah, who's very open and represents the Black Lives Matter movement a lot, for an armband that represents the unfairness of the trial. And lots of people, like, like her principal, for example, they... Well, she did not like the armbands, and she actually said that it was in the dress code, um, and it, it violated the dress code, which it didn't, but oh she just didn't gosh. want people to wear them. Wait, well, and what did the wristbands say? Um, they were just black, but they, oh. so there was, like, this trial, mm. um, and in the trial, um, it was about, like, this black man was going the opposite way of a, of a cop, and the cop just shot him. Oh my god. She said she felt scared even though he was walking the opposite direction and there was even a video evidence of it, but Charles still said that the um officer wasn't found guilty. And so people were really angry and that's what um, white privilege is. Yeah, and even though some of the people in the book even said like so like Shayla sh Shayla shouldn't give them to her friends and stuff. She still gave them to her friends, and they still wore it. But um, she had to really, like, stand up for herself. And I feel like she, once she actually accepted who she is, she really embraced it. And it, like, it was just really powerful. Yeah, acceptance is a really hard issue. And 
um, white privileges, too. It's yeah, and I feel like acceptance, like, identity impacts lots of other things, too. Just like white privilege, it has a lot to do with acceptance. And sometimes, like I said, um, like I said, sometimes it's hard to admit that you're the issue. That is part of acceptance because it's hard to accept you're the issue. Yeah. And once it's hard to accept the issue, it's really hard to speak out about it and, you know, admit it. Yeah. So that is really, really good, Matilda. Thank good you. Good job. <laughs> uh-huh. Next thing on the list is discrimination. Mm-hmm. And um, so in the story Blended, main fair main character faces some issues with her race. First, her and her friends go to a fancy designer store in the mall. When there is a white security guard followed them around and even asked them to leave. When Isabella and her older stepbrother go to get ice cream before Isabella's big piano recital and were about to leave, but a cop pulls them over and says there was something stolen. The cops thought it was Isabella and her stepbrother because they were black. Her stepbrother got hurt. Then Isabella thought she was going to be late to her piano recital. She took out her cell phone and so she should try to text her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, She took out her um, cell phone to try to text her mom, and one of the cops thought she was pulling out a gun. Oh, my gosh. She's a child. But and she shot her, and she was, and then she woke up in the hospital not because of the shot, she was shot in the arm, but because when she got shot, she fell really hard and got a concussion. And I feel like the cops were discriminating her and her brother because, um, well, they had no evidence at all that her and her older stepbrother were the ones who stole them. And I feel like they're discriminating them because if you don't have evidence, she's just, like, accusing two black people. And if, and even though um, Sheila's older stepbrother had proof, she had a receipt that they were somewhere else when the crime happened, um, still, still the cops were just so... Just they were, like, forcing themselves just to go after Shayla and her older stepbrother, even though there was evidence pointing to why they shouldn't. They didn't listen, and it's really powerful. So I read this book before, and I kind of forgot about it, but you really did refresh my memory. And I feel like it was just not fair because she had a big recital she wanted to go to, and she was so excited. And she didn't even get to go because of the, the officer. And it was just like... Why would you do that to a poor little girl? Like Yeah, and I feel like Isabella in this story, I feel like Isabella's, well, the name is, her name is Isabella. <laughs> um, I feel like Isabella, um, Isabella's identity affects her. And affects her because her identity is what caused the cops to get suspicious in the first place because that's just how it's been forever. And even though people are trying to change it, this like it's still there and it's even it's though still like there. even though there's a whole movement and people thought oh it's going to go away oh it's going to go away it never did it's going to take a lot it's going to take, take a, a lot, lot of work years and a lot of because years that's how long that's how long it took for slaves to get to get free and yeah. but they were still discriminated based on their skin color yeah. and, and even just, though it's uh, there's laws against it people are still doing it 
Yeah, it's just not fair. Or treating people differently, even if even if you don't even even some people don't even realize they're treating people differently just because of their ability or their skin color or anything. Yeah, anything. It's just like it's just so hard for them, and I wish people might not realize that they're doing it. And again, it's hard to admit that you're the problem. Yeah, I wish like that there was no problem, and it would just be like. Yeah, but I mean, this is reality. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's my turn next, right? No, I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done with discrimination. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, in another story I read, because mainly all of them are about discrimination, and mainly, um, this one is from, I read an excerpt from All American Boys and by Jason Reynolds, one of my favorite authors. <laughs> And the story is told by two different perspectives, which is kind of common. Both perspectives <laughs> are affected by their race. Rashad is buying a bag of chips, and he goes down to grab his money from his bag. But while that happened, a lady tripped over him. Rashad dropped the chips and fell. A cop who was nearby thought Rashad was trying to steal the chips, even though the woman who tripped over him made it seem like he was stealing them. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so bad. He was trying to tell the cop, too. He was trying to tell the cop the real story that she tripped over him, but the cop didn't even let him or her, the, like, witness, listen. Speak? Yeah. They oh, my gosh. Like, they were trying to speak, but he just cut them off. The cop attacked Rashad and hurt him really badly that he was in the hospital. He put Rashad in handcuffs, and when he did, he was saying Rashad was resisting, but he, Rashad was not resisting. Quinn, the other boy in the story, sees what's going on and doesn't want to get involved. So he pretends to not see anything and ignores what's happening completely. A bystander. Yeah, Quinn doesn't know that someone got what happened on video. This is a problem because he might be in the video and he is scared to be in the video. What happens to Rashad affects other people like the coach. The coach tells his student to leave the drama with everything that happened to Rashad, which is unfair to ask his students. And um, with Quinn, it's probably hard for him to, he's scared of being in the video probably because he in didn't do anything to stop yeah, it. Yeah, and in the video, he might be seen as racist because... He's, he's not helping any... He's not helping. He's pretending not to see. He's just ignoring it completely. Even if... And he doesn't want to be seen as racist because he doesn't... He, well, he's not. He doesn't want it to be seen um, as racist. Also, just because... Well, he could have like been like saving Rashad because... And on video, it could and it kind of just like takes an act of kindness, but you really do have to be brave because you, you don't know if you might get in trouble for trying to step in and help. You don't know if you're going to get hurt, but you kind of just have to like. But how much? How much are you willing to sacrifice? But even if like you step in and you get hurt or something, but you still help, which is a really, which is really nice, and it's a, just a random act of kindness. Well, yeah. Well, not random. And it takes really. <laughs> it takes. You have to be really brave, and you have to be really willing, and you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot for it. And it's just like, it's yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> it's a very big topic. It's a very, very big topic. Yes. Let's go to poverty. 
Poverty is when someone doesn't have a lot of money to pay for important uses, like supplies, houses, etc. In my book, Towers Falling, Deja and her family don't have a lot of money to pay for important things like a house. Deja goes to school, but she didn't used to go because they couldn't afford it. The mom works all day while she can, and the dad just sits at home depressed. I used to think poverty was when you were poor and homeless. Now I think poverty is when someone has money for important things like food, water, and some place to live. But they can't really afford a lot of things like toys and electronics and TVs. It affects Deja as a person because she is scared about where she lives. She lives at a hotel called Avalon. There's a lot of scary people, and sometimes she has to walk near these people because of her siblings. Also, at school, her teacher asks everyone to do a project of what their home looks like using clay and other supplies. But Deja didn't have enough money to do the project, and also she didn't want to be embarrassed by what her home looked like. So she didn't do the project. Poverty affects identity a lot. Poverty affects how Deja sees herself. She sees herself as poor. Other people see her as normal because they don't know that she is quote-unquote poor because she hides it. One time she hides it is when she didn't do the project because of what her house looks like. A person's poverty can affect their identity by them feeling insecure and them thinking that they are poor, but some people think that they can help overcome being in poverty. Matilda, what do you think when it comes to poverty? When it comes to poverty, I think poverty can affect who you are and your identity. In one of my books, Ghost, which I didn't really talk about this whole time, um, Ghost is kind he doesn't have that much money, and he's on the track team running, so he is a little embarrassed about his sneakers and how everyone has really fancy, nice, good sneakers, but that means, but he doesn't have enough money, well, he, her, his mom is trying to work really hard, and Ghost feels guilty about asking her to pay money on very expensive, high-tech, like, sneakers, so he steals sneakers which is not the best decision. So I feel like poverty can affect you and affect your mindset because if it wasn't for how much money um, Ghost had, then he wouldn't have stole the sneakers. So poverty really affected him. Yeah, that's a big... He was like a good... Is he like a good boy, like a good kid? He got into lots of fights at school, but that's, like, he was just standing up for himself. Also, um, I th- if, like, um, poverty can affect you and your identity because who knows, if you have a lack of water or a lack of food, you might, like, it might f- result in your identity, the way you talk or the way you walk or the way you look because you might walk a little bit slow because you're weak, and you might talk like shaky shaky and sleepy. So now yeah. we're going to talk about trauma, and me and Samara have very different books. So we're going to try to relate them as best we can, and we're going to try to add on to each other's summaries and to each other's thinking. So Samara, you can go first. Okay. Trauma affects identity in many different ways. First of all, my books deal with the traumatic event of 9-11, so many people had lost others they knew. Then there's people who experienced this traumatic event. That is how the trauma starts for some people. In one book that I read called Towers Falling by Joel Parker Rhodes, Deja's dad has been traumatized because he was in the tower when it collapsed. His friends were too. But Deja's dad had to get out because he had family. But Deja's dad didn't think about his friends because they did too. 
Now Jake's dad feels bad for leaving them in the tower and not saving them. In 910, Nahid is kind of traumatized from the man yelling at her telling she was a terrorist when she wasn't. Matilda, what do you think about this? Well, I think that um, in that moment, Deja's dad, I think, is thinking about himself. And honestly, some people may feel that as like offensive or kind of mean that he did the wrong thing. But honestly, I can't really blame him because in that moment, it was like a moment of panic. And some people, once they get into that, that moment of panic, they only have one thought, and it's important above all the rest, even if they will regret it later. But I feel like Deja's dad had that, and he wasn't really thinking about anything else, but, like, I need to get me out of here and my family safe. And lots of people do that, and you can't really blame him because I feel like if that happens, lots of people do the same thing. Yep, I agree with you. Um, do you have any traumatic events in your books? Yes. So in my book, um, in my books, some of the characters go through traumatic experiences. And even though the books kind of end shortly after that, I could only imagine what kind of trauma they had. Um, So one of the characters in my book from All American Boys, I read an excerpt from All American Boys, and one of the characters, Rashad, he actually gets a... He actually is just trying to buy a bag of chips, but when a lady tripped over him, it looked like he was trying to steal the chips, even though he wasn't. So a cop came by, and he saw this, and he thought that um, he thought that Rashad was trying to steal the chips. And then from there, there was like no change in the cop's mind, because even though the lady who tripped over Rashad was trying to tell them, and Rashad is trying to tell the cop that he didn't do it, and he was going to pay for the chips with the dollar in his bag, but it he didn't believe them because all the cop had in his mind is only his opinion and what he thought. And also, um, once Rashad tried to pull out the do- dollar to show the cop that he was going to pay for the chips, the cop immediately like handcuffed him and attacked him on the ground. He hurt him so bad he had to go to the hospital. And I feel like this can be very traumatic for Rashad, and I feel like this, like I feel like it relates to identity because... Your identity, like Rashad's identity, impacted his trauma because because um, of his skin color. Yeah, and his skin color and his identity, and I feel like that impacted his trauma because it his um, identity is the thing that made the cop feel like suspicious of him, and that is what will probably lead to trauma for him because he probably won't just forget that moment. Definitely, I totally agree. Too. And I feel like also, um, Deja's dad. Well, I feel like um, he would also have trauma, and I couldn't even, I can't even imagine what it felt like for Rashad. Or like they must have felt really like Deja's dad and um, Rashad. They must have f- felt like so panicked at that moment. Definitely, I totally agree. So I think that along with trauma. Rashad also has has that um, panic panic because I feel like with trauma some lots of people do and also in one of my books blended Isabella the main character is getting ready to go to her piano recital but her and her older stepbrother get pulled over and 
because something was stolen, and the cops suspected um, Isabella and her older stepbrother because they were black. And it just got into a big, big situation, and it was kind of messy, and then um, Isabella's older stepbrother got hurt, and then Isabella tried to reach in her pockets to get her phone to call or text her mom or dad, saying that she might be late for... um, Recital. Her recital and tell them about what's happening right now so that maybe they could help her. And then once she reached for her pocket, the cop actually shot her in the arm. And she was in the hospital, and the next thing she woke up. She actually wasn't in the hospital because she got shot, but she was in the hospital because when she got shot, she fell and had a concussion. But still, I feel like that was very traumatic for her because even after... While she was in the hospital, she had so much thoughts just jambling all through her head like a tornado. And it was just really, really hard for her. And I feel like that will give her some trauma. Definitely. Also, she might not even remember it, but it'll still, like, she can still see the scars. And it'll yeah, that, that bullet, her. that bullet scar, I feel like if you had scars. And also, I feel like she also probably had some of that panic, too, because... She had some of that panic, and that's probably why she reached for her phone to call her mom because she was panicking, and she'll always remember that because even if she tries to forget it in her happiest moments, she can always just look at her arm. That's, like, the same in my book. Um, um, Deja's dad, like, tries to forget that he left his friends and he was in the tower because he didn't want Deja learning about 9-11 in school because he didn't want her to, like, feel bad or, like, learn about it because it was traumatic. So, yeah. And I feel like, um, do any, um, I have a question for you, Samara. Yes. In your book, any of your characters, does identity impact their trauma in any way? Well, yes, because in um, Towers Falling, the same book, there's this girl named Sabine. And she is the same religion as Nahid, but they're totally different books. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Sabine had, like, a head wrap and everything. But, like, um, I don't know what those are actually called. But, yeah. Um, uh, she had to wear that. And whenever she, watch is, whenever she watches the towers, like, fall or collapse, she always cries. And that's one part in the book. Um, where, yeah, that, where she cries and runs out of Ben's room, which is another character in Towers Falling, and she wants to go home, so. So how does her identity impact, um, why she has trauma? Does she have trauma? Um, yes, because she, because when she sees the towers collapse, she cries because of her religion, because people who, where her religion in 2001 were the ones were labeled as terrorists. Yeah, and, and I feel like um, her religion is part of her identity, and yeah. so that in that case, her identity really impacts her trauma. Yes, definitely. So that brings us about to the end. So, what have you learned from this? From this whole experience. Reading the books, gathering evidence, filling out charts, recording, really elaborating on my thinking, talking with you, getting the conversation flowing. I feel like I've learned a lot. And like I said, with and like you and me said with the big idea, I feel like I've learned before this all started, 
I didn't really think much of identity. I just thought it was, you know, how, how you, what you, like, you. But I didn't really think it, it was just identity itself, and it didn't really push or didn't really go with any other topic issues that we read and write about. But um, I feel like now that this whole experience has come, I feel like I've actually learned that identity can impact so much things. And it doesn't have to be other topic issues. It can impact what you do, how you feel, your emotions, your trauma, and basically, like, everything. Your identity can impact everything. So how do you feel, and what did you learn from this? So throughout recording, reading, same thing as you, um, I've learned so much. So in fifth grade, when I, I didn't even know about social issues, all I thought about identity was how you look, how you talk, how you how you dress. I thought it was just that. But now that I've read all these books, I feel now that um, it's m- way more than just that. It's everything in your life, even though you might not want to talk about it or you might not even, like, seem that yeah. that happened. Not only is it just you, it's also your, your experiences, your thoughts, your memories. Definitely, and, yeah, so that's what I learned about identity. As you can see, identity really impacts different social issues. It impacts white privilege, discrimination, trauma, acceptance, poverty, and identity itself. We hope Hope you you enjoyed. Words in the wall.